Welcome to the universe. What if I told you that you have the universe within? What would you want to explore? Will you have come to the right space? This is the universe with Naomi Hoot. Are you ready? Hello, beautiful, beautiful universes, and welcome to my first ever episode on the Universe Podcast with none other than the DJ Mass. <laughs> DJ Mass is what people actually know him as because you are actually the resident DJ of Marquee, which is a club in Singapore. But I know you from such a different context, and I actually met you about a year or two ago. I think. Yeah, I think it was two year, years ago. And you were my first ever DJ instructor in my life when I joined a DJ competition and you were my mentor. But more than that, you actually have such a significant and beautiful role in my life. I like to call you my guardian angel. <laughs> and that's why I feel so honored that you are here today as the first ever person to be soul, to be on this podcast. It's, uh, it's an absolute honor. Um, to be on your podcast. I never expected to be the first. Uh, <laughs> uh, when you shared this uh, idea with me the other day, a few weeks ago, I said, yeah, that's that's amazing because you need to get, um, you know, your voice out there because people need to hear you. <laughs> and that's one way that you're going to reach out to loads of souls. And uh, your voice is very unique. It is angelic and I don't have to say more than everyone else who's listening to it right now is I'm pretty much sure that you agree with me because um, when you've got a perfect voice and when you've got that certain voice that reaches out to every individual and the universes <laughs> yeah universes that's what everyone is you gotta use it yeah thank you so much and the timing is just perfect I guess yeah yeah so actually the reason why it's also so significant that you happen the universe wanted it to be the way that you are the first person on this podcast because you were actually the first person that gave me my first ever self-help book okay. and this was throughout the dj experience which was six months in the middle till the end of 2018 yes and i was going through a really really life-changing phase in my life all you said was okay here's a book for you i don't need it anymore i have read this knowledge and I'd like to pass it on to you. And when I took that book, I had no idea how significant this book would be in my life. But this book really was the starting point for all the other self-help books that, that came afterwards. And it sort of kickstarted my spiritual journey, which is why you have such a special place in my heart. So that's why <laughs> we're here today to actually find out more about um, what has led you to living your highest self life? What brought you to this point? Well, there's so many things that happened to me since I was a child. Uh, knowing what I wanted to do, following my passion was the beginning of it. I think at the age of nine, I came across a magazine that explained what DJing was. But what fascinated... Uh, well, actually, it, it was an electronic magazine that explained what um, electronically, how does a DJ mixer work. Mm -hmm. And our assignment was to actually create a DJ mixer. Wait, you were nine years old? Nine years old. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't remember what I was doing when I was nine years old, but here you are creating a DJ controller. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was nine because that was when I had my first major accident. I 
was a rebel. <laughs> oh my god. Because <laughs> um, there was this well which we were not supposed to go to, but I used to go to that well uh, just to play with, you know, the bucket. It's just fun times. And then I accidentally fell into the well and I cracked open my head. <laughs> I was nine. So during the phase where I was recovering in hospital, I fractured my skull and while I was uh, bedridden, that's when I read this uh, magazine. Oh. So I, I remember it really clearly because I was nine. Uh. And that's how um, I came across DJing. I was introduced to DJing. What fascinated me mostly was the paragraph that explained what DJing was and mm -hmm. how a DJ would use two records and uh, mix them seamlessly uh, and you know present it to an audience in perfect harmony. That kind of like made sense to me. It's kind of oh, like wow. life. <laughs> That's so deep. I've never heard any DJ describe like the, the context of DJing in such a beautiful way. But also, I actually wonder how your journey, like ever since you were nine years old and you found your purpose or you used... You I found my passion. That was my passion. I would say ah. passion. Uh, I, I, I would always say that you need to follow your passion in order to find your purpose. Because your purpose could be something that you wouldn't find until 50. Mm -hmm. But if you don't follow your passion, you'd never get there. Your passion would lead you to your purpose. And most of the people that I know at the age of 50 hasn't even found their passion. Uh, it could be music, it could be art, it could be painting, it could be maths. So, you know, like you're supposed to fly to maths, you got to start with math, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's where I kind of like understood the, the balance between my spiritual uh, side and my DJing, my musical side, because I tried to understand how, looking at how the turntable works, how the record works, and trying to mix two songs together was so difficult to try and adjust the tempo mm. and to mix the keys of the two songs, balancing pitch bend. And what if the needle skips, you know? Wow. And then I tried to think about how about a third record and a fourth record. So putting all these channels up together and mixing them in perfect sync, on perfect tempo, perfect key, perfect harmony, expanding and look at 7 billion people in perfect sync. Wow. And perfect harmony. You know, actually even the word channels. Exactly. All these different informations or downloads that you might be receiving, how do you um, allow that to all uh, expand in coherence? Absolutely. Yeah. Coherence is the word because um, if we are mixing as, um, I'm using DJ jargon here, like there are certain channels, but it's very relevant to day-to-day -day life. Uh, for example, if you are mixing a certain song that has a low, a mid and a high. Mm -hmm. But if the low frequency is a little too much, what do we do? We equalize it. We reduce the low frequency. Mm -hmm. Now that individual channel may not go in sync with the other channel if the low frequency clashes. Isn't wow. that about equalizing? <laughs> wow. That's so beautiful. And then your entire journey of you finding your passion at the age of nine, which is already so unique and very, I think it's very uncommon for someone to yeah. find their passion that they're still doing up until today. Yes. Like you really followed through and committed and you knew that was your passion and I think really trusting also that this is yeah. your path yeah. is a very difficult decision to make, I would say, for most people. I agree. And became... Especially for us from, because we're Asians, we got Asian parents, Asian siblings, and uh, uh -huh. when you say you want to be a DJ, that's it. You know, they're like, and... And it's so funny because my mom till today asked me when am I going to get a real job. Really? <laughs> Wait, till today? Yeah. 
but it's not that she she it's not that she hates what I do, but yeah. she you see Asian parents at that generation would not accept DJing as a proper career or music, for example. You know, if you're a musician, they just think it's just our art parcel. They're just gonna grow out of it. Then <laughs> that's actually true. Actually, my sister wants to become a music producer and a DJ. I encourage her. <laughs> my dad encourages her, and for my mom, I I guess she just sort of wants us to be happy. Mm-hmm. But I can tell, like, okay, do you want to do something else first? Yeah. But but I think it's so beautiful that you followed through, and then this entire path. I actually wonder because you were the one that gave me my first self help book, and it was actually by Deepak Chopra called yes. "The Future of God." Oh my God! I had so many <laughs> questions. I had so many questions, and it was only it took me I think five months to read that one book because I always felt like I wasn't ready, yeah. and I was like every page was so powerful. But there were things that I was just not understanding, so I was like, okay, that's not the right time to read it. I put it away until I went to India. Yeah. Five, four months later, to do my yoga teacher training, I took out that same book, and and that's when I finished the book. And it was throughout my yoga teacher training for one month in Rishikesh. I continued reading, and I realized that in the class of yoga philosophy, I was learning exactly that phrase that I read exactly that morning. Wow. In the book. And I got goosebumps everywhere because it was like you know you are a drop from the ocean <laughs> and like all this sort of stuff was written in the Deepak Chopra book. Yeah. And then I'd go to class, yoga philosophy class, and the, and the teacher would exactly use that same example. And I it felt like a deja vu. It felt like I was in a video game. I yeah. was like, what? Yeah. Like this is exactly what I just read, and I could have finished this book ages ago, but I didn't because I couldn't comprehend the significant meaning of it at that point of time. And it was only until later where I had more context and the experience is where I also learned how to meditate. Yeah. In India, where I then started to understand, it, I was like, wow, DJ Mass, my beautiful guardian angel Mass, <laughs> gave me this book, and I had no idea what it was going to be about. And all you did. Was open this door in my life. You didn't even tell me like, okay, like if there are any parts like you know like it might be very difficult to understand, but like you just no words. You just pass it to me and said, "This is for you." And like that, you opened the door for me. And that that's why I wonder at what point in your life did you actually maybe have your personal transforming moment where you then you know worked on self development or did that always come naturally or was there anything that really pushed you down this path of You being true to your purpose, being true to yourself from within, like what sped that up? All right, so this is quite personal, but I don't mind sharing it. I think the world has to know these things by now, you know, because um, what I what I portray as a DJ is completely different to what I actually am, and you know it, and a couple of my closest friends and family knows it. To me, the beginning was at a very young age. My my mom and dad they were going through a tough time. Uh, my dad was um, um, he he was getting wasted and you know coming home and fighting with my mom uh, and my mom poor thing you know I was like feeling sorry for there's like this angel and then there's the opposite of an angel um, and uh, I used to think how come like you know how come this does not make any sense uh, where's the justice in this you know there's like good and there's bad and why are they you know constantly at a clash so I needed to find my answers and. Uh, then I set uh, out to understanding what is God. Um, so I said, okay, see the God that we've been taught by our parents or by schools or by the scriptures are quite 
strict and harsh but that's not the actual god that i knew cuz i'm like okay if god wants to make my mom and dad uh you know produce me and if i'm the perfect balance between it i need to accept the side of my mom and dad which is good including my dad you see he's like 99% maybe yang and then 1% yin or opposite yin and yang so i said okay let me take the best of both and i started praying in the little ways that i know so the first prayer that i did was um when we go to school every kid had marvel comic books you know the comic yeah. books and those cards the cards that they paste on and i never had it cuz we couldn't afford it mm-hmm. and i had very humble beginnings we were very poor so uh cuz my dad left us after that you know cuz he was like he got divorced and when he left us my mom was having a hard time bringing us up so i said okay i want to ask god for something for a change let me see how this works out so i went home and i looked up to this guy and i said hey bro <laughs> God's bro. Help me out here, you know, cuz every kid in the class has these things and I don't. Yeah. I went there. I went to school next day. I swear to God this happened. And there was a kid that I'd never seen in my life walking to my class and give me a comic book with every single comic card that is ever produced. There was 98 cards and he gave me two sets of each. I still get goosebumps when I think of that day. And he just gave it to me and he left. and he went i've never seen that kid again in my life and that made me believe in miracles wow that made me believe that the universe is responding that made me understand that there is a higher power and not a lot of people will understand this unless it actually happens but when you believe in something so hard it manifests into reality yeah you create your own reality and then i realized something else which is more important The one who controls his emotions will control every future outcome. Mm, emotions. Emotions. Because had I been the violent, angry person like my dad, I wouldn't be that positive. You know, it's okay. Everything will be all right. But you pass through this place with your own trajectory. It's not about your mom and dad. It's about you. This is your life. And they were brought into this universe as well, just like you, to create you. And then you need to serve. you know kind of like surpass all these emotions instead of absorbing it that's what happens to a lot yeah. of people who grow up in domestic violence they become like their dad mm. and instead i completely flipped so i never had alcohol in my life yeah that's one thing i wanted to actually ask you about because you've been a dj for so many years yeah. and you're constantly in the environment yeah. where it's easy to drink alcohol i'm not saying that it's a must but often it is just easy because it's off you know the saying you become your environment yeah. so that's one thing that i think is so different about you because you are in the environment where everyone goes to let go have fun drink alcohol <laughs> make out with random people it's like you never i don't know about making out but like <laughs> but um you know the alcohol part when you told me you have never once in your life had a sip of alcohol yeah Never tried any substance. Never, never tried any wow. drugs. Never uh, tried. Not even a sm- cigarette. I've never smoked because I wanted to be conscious in every decision that I make. I knew I was responsible for my own future. Oh my gosh! I just got my heart. Like, <laughs> like responsibility. Responsibility. Because owning. Owning it. Yeah. yeah. You. It, you know, we are. We just human. We do make mistakes, but making a conscious mistake and then correcting it is up to you. You can own it. You can say okay I'm sorry I did something wrong but what if you were drunk you didn't know what happens the next day you're like oh I don't know what happened 
that's just an excuse. I can actually speak for myself. <laughs> you know, really, like, I, I stopped drinking for over a year now. If I drink now, it's really to have a beer and, like, the occasional beer with my dad because I enjoy it or, like, a glass, a little bit, a sip of red wine with <laughs> yeah. my mom because she loves it. But I used to drink in high school. I yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> but then at, at some point, I just had this realization inside and you were actually one of the, is it catalysts? Yeah. Catapolis, I don't know. Catalyst, the word. Yeah. Catalyst, yeah. Where you were like, something that you said that really got to me and was like, hmm, I actually don't need alcohol because it really, I'm, I'm losing control yeah. and I forget. And forgetting is so dangerous. It is. If I'm forgetting these parts, these are my brain cells. Absolutely. My brain cells yeah. are dying when I'm forgetting something. And I'm speaking for myself, but I really went through um, these experiences to also transcend them or to move on from them and to know, to know that I'm not missing out on anything. But like yeah. for you, you didn't even need that. And that to me is like, I have so much respect for that, but also you can also show people out there that also feel like um, they don't really want to drink alcohol, but then getting influenced exactly. by the environment. But you can, you could show them, you know what, you don't need to be influenced because yeah, you don't need the substance. You don't need the alcohol to get high. Um, you know, when I saw you at your birthday, when I was teaching at Zook, and I'm like, uh, okay, I knew that's not you. You see, yeah. that is not you. Because you're this angel that I see whose halo is so bright. And why do you want to tarnish your aura? Yeah. Why do you want to tarnish your soul? So all I did was guide you towards the right path. But it just happened consciously because I knew I had to do it very gently. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, with all God's blessings and every miracle in the universe, you picked it up really fast. Yeah. Some of the people around me, I've had trouble trying to reach out to them and try to get them to understand this for over 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a long time. And it's really sad because I'm still not giving up on them. You see, they're the ones who are hanging by a thread. You're okay. You you got it. You picked it up and then all all I had to do was give you the right book yeah. <laughs> at the right time. <laughs> exactly. You can literally say my whole life story, that one book, that magic book. Yeah. It's still with me. Because um, another friend of mine, a legendary DJ, very famous, I wouldn't like to mention his name. Um, he was very, like he was really alcoholic. I met him once at a club and uh, he didn't know where he was. I stopped and I, I held his hand. I said, this is not you. Mm. he went home he said he cried that day and then he still calls me and says you changed me he's like if it wasn't for you I probably would have been suicidal by now I would have committed suicide or I would have you know dragged myself to death or something like that he explains that that is what happens when someone is in the right place at the right time and more than anything saying the right thing with the right tone yeah and also not being forceful, but not it's being forceful. really being gentle. Yeah. And I think that's what got to me. I think that's exactly what you said. This is not you. This is not and you. that really hit me because it's like, that's so true. In my conscious, fully conscious prep state, I would have never, never. you know, like yeah. acted that way or forgotten the way I got How home. you got home? Because oh. I was worried. I was yeah. teaching, but I was thinking, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, wow. But that's so, I think that's really inspiring that you can show people you don't need to be influenced. You don't need to prove anything. Sure. In the end, you are the creator of your reality, as you said. And you, you, you hold your future in your hands. And yeah. it's the same, you know, when you are born, you basically come with your fists folded in. When you open up, that's your entire destiny written in your palm. And people read that, you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's already written, the ink yeah. is dry. It's in our hand. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's what you have done very successfully within a year or so. And I'm really proud of you and I'm really glad. I, I know that eventually when you're already, like I told you many times before, you don't even have to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting with this because I'm so excited to just have this um, open, this, this path, this yeah. tool to remind people that you have the universe within, as in you are the creator of your reality, you are the one that can take conscious decisions at every point in your life, because even Absolutely. I had to take that step Absolutely. from that unconscious level, or at least sometimes unconscious level, <laughs> into becoming fully responsible yeah. for every single moment and decision and thought in my life. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was very powerful. So that was a huge shift that I went through and you were part of that shift actually. I'm so glad that I was and I'm so yeah. glad that you have become who you are today. <laughs> and it's not, you were always this person. It's just that you, if you can abstain from what is good for you, mm -hmm. like when you are fasting and when you are meditating, then you can easily abstain from what is bad for you. Yeah. It's a simple, you know, mathematic equation. And who would have known two years later that I'm also now a meditation teacher? Exactly. <laughs> and that is exactly what it is. It leads to that. And now you're setting an example, uh, not by preaching, but by leading that lifestyle. And that's what it is. You've got to lead by example. People look up to you. I can't tell none of my friends, hey, you know, don't get wasted. If I'm getting wasted every yeah. night. <laughs> it's really about embodying it. It is. And you that speaks so yeah. much more than even explaining something. Agreed. Yeah, and I think that's what I, I want to share with all of you listening and tuning into this right now. Um, I went through my phases too that I actually don't talk about much anymore because for me that is my past. And I'm owning up to it right now. I don't talk about it often. But I don't deny the fact that that was part of my journey for me to realize the lessons that it was trying to show me yeah. and that I, I want to just show you guys that you know you could change your life any single point in any moment of your life absolutely so like it takes a moment to change your life it doesn't take it takes a moment yeah but you have to continue if it doesn't click in a day don't give up yeah this is what happens to most of the people you know they're like oh i'm trying to meditate it doesn't work you know I'm, I'm trying to avoid alcohol, it doesn't work. I'm trying to, you know, stay away from this, it doesn't work. But that's not how it works. Sometimes uh, we, we, you know, have the instantaneous and spontaneous response. But sometimes you got to persevere. No matter what happens, you got to continue, you know. Don't give up because you're a good person. <laughs> and all of you, you know, you got pure soul. You're born pure. Everyone. Everyone. Every is. single person in this world. Yeah. <laughs> and all galaxies, whatever exists. Yeah. Um, and with that, I actually have a couple questions for yeah, you. Yeah, sure. Okay. Ahead, shoot. <laughs> so since we talked about um, your journey to where you are today, a little bit about your past, about how you got into DJing, and mm -hmm. today you still are DJing. Yes. So, yeah, so I just want to ask you, what was the biggest value or the most important value that you actually learned from your mom throughout your journey in life? Or maybe biggest lesson? Forgiveness. Wow. 
Okay. She's Ooh, my role okay. model when it comes to forgiveness and Jesus. Because I like that story. It's amazing. So my mom was uh, the embodiment of uh, forgiving because uh, after what she'd been through, um, which is literal hell on earth, um, she had raised two, two sons on her own. And uh, all she did was, uh, whenever we got mad at dad for what he did, uh, she would say, no, that's your dad. You can't get angry with him. No way. Wow. You need to subside that anger in you. And she went on a pilgrim to Mecca on Hajj. Uh, and when she came back, she went to my dad and she asked for forgiveness from my dad for being angry with him. And that showed who, like, who's a greater person in life, you know. I mean, she was, uh, she was my role model when it, came, when it comes to that part of it, yeah. So forgiveness. So I started forgiving people at a very young age, no matter whatever it is. It could be someone who said something bad to me on the street or someone who really harmed me or hurt me. I would say, it's okay, I forgive you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's what I picked up from my mom. That's so beautiful. It's very hard to forgive, I would say, coming from a place where you feel like it's not your fault. Yeah. So that's why I, I would say forgiveness is probably the hardest thing. And exactly. that's what your mom taught you exactly. at such a young age. Yeah. And it was also partly showing me that there's no room for ego in forgiveness. You get it? If she's like, why should I ask for his forgiveness? You know, why should I ask him for forgiveness when he's the one who did everything wrong? Which is true, mm-hmm. but she put down her ego and went up to him and said, I'm sorry for being angry and mad at you wow. for this many years. And that explains how uh, I, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I do get mad at people sometimes for doing some stuff, but I'm more patient and tolerant. And then eventually I will forgive. Mm. Yeah, so I'm not like my mom yet. <laughs> I, think, I think you already know that you will forgive though. Yes. That is something that, that is, yes. Your mom taught you, I guess. Because even though you're mad in the moment, I mean, we're all humans. So <laughs> we we can't always be like, I forgive you. In that moment where like, someone's like, yeah. like, I forgive you. You know, like, but it's yeah. it's really, um, it's already a big thing to know that inside you already will, you know that you forgave this person. Yes. But you're still letting the emotions flow in that moment as in, you know, maybe not reacting instantly. Absolutely. But then forgiving later on. Absolutely. And that's when you're ready. That's beautiful. Okay. Another question mm-hmm. is, okay, so if you had one month mm-hmm. to do anything you would like to do in your life, to experience anything you'd like to do, and it were your last month in life, mm-hmm. what would you like to do in that one month? I would um, travel to outer space in this body because I want this body to float. Wow! Yeah, that's, my, that's my goal. I really want to go up there and look at the stars and look down on Earth and see how tiny we are in this little tiny planet everything that goes down from uh, the struggles in life to uh, you know like you're jealous about that that person's got products this one's got the nike shoes and it really doesn't matter because when you're up there there's no direction where what's north south east west what's right left what's up and down yeah you're just looking at the tiny blue dot wow and would you want to spend your entire month in space? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Away from all this madness and chaos. Yeah. Just reminiscing on how good we could be as universal beings. Universe. As universe. Exactly. Beings. I mean, wow. I guess that was something that I wanted to do since I was a child. And uh, and that's my goal. So my closest friends who know me, know me. I, I say, 
I'm investing in you guys right now. Yeah. All I want is because you see, uh, air travel is damn cheap, and likewise, it's going to, space travel is going to be damn cheap in a couple of years, maybe twenty years from now. Yeah. Send me to outer space before I die. <laughs> you know what? That was actually that's so funny you're saying this because I had this vision that if uh, the way I would want to leave this human body someday would be from outer space. Wow. That's amazing. That that's the the vision or feel. I mean, it might be just a fantasy, but that's if there were any way I'd like to actually oh, yeah. leave my body, so pass away yeah. from outer space. How beautiful would that be? You closer to the heavens. Yeah, <laughs> heavens is wherever you are, wherever but you closer are. to my star family, man. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. because what what happens is with with us, we are so caught up in earthly material. And most people forget the human aspect of it and how we live our lives have completely transformed from products and branding like what we spoke about earlier. And this famous quote that I read, uh, which stuck in my head, uh, is uh, use material, love people, because the opposite will not work. Use so not material. use people and love material. Ah, that's beautiful. Yeah. So I always, I mean, I'm kind of like, I buy things uh, if it serves a purpose. So you're a minimalist? Very much a minimalist. But I would never want to waste things because I, I, until now I have never bought a branded thing because I felt like, but I've been gifted. Yeah. Like from Louis Vuitton to Balenciaga to Dolce wow. & my friends, you know, my family, like the closest ones to me, gifted to me. But I would never spend that money because when I have some extra cash, I would try to give it to someone in need. Yeah. I always think about why should I buy a thousand dollar shoe when I could buy hundred ten dollar shoes to kids in you know Bangladesh who's like walking on those hot tar streets with no shoes or slippers at all. You see, I think this is one thing that I want to experience. I want to go to these places to see it for myself. Mm. And I feel like you might have experienced that. Yes, I've traveled quite a lot. A lot. How many countries have you been to? Over 90. Wow! The recent, yeah, well, yeah, over, over 90 countries. I was wow. going to hit 100 this year. Yeah, because I've traveled a lot since I was young. And uh, since I was in Dubai, I was based in Dubai for more than 15 years and uh, it was kind of like very central and uh, I would get cheap tickets from my friends with Emirates Airlines, ID90s. Oh, Emirates is so nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it's very easy for me to, you know, travel around. So I, I've been to most parts of um, Asia, Middle East, uh, Europe, uh, the States, South America. Once I did a whole month in South America. But my favorite place to travel to is... Yeah. One of my favorite places though to travel to is Nepal because you see people are humble and content with very little what they have. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we can all, you know, kind of like learn from when you yeah. see because there have been these orphanages that I go and I've helped them out and um, it's it's so uh, like you go you give them some stuff like clothes and stuff. And they'll come, they'll hug you, say thank you, and then they go to sleep on a concrete floor under one shelter, and they have no beds. They just take newspapers and then put them on the floor, but they sleep with a smile. They go to sleep on a newspaper with a smile, and we are here complaining about our beds. <laughs> so that really made me open my eyes. Every time I go to uh, go through a hard like phase in my life, 
I do this. I go to an orphanage or, uh, you know, like a place that has a lot of special needs. And it opens my eyes and what are we complaining about? Wow. My, my family knows that I do it. My, my closest friends know that I do it. But it's the first time I've actually spoken about it publicly. Where Thank you so much for sharing because I remember you once mentioning this to me and it was actually like way after we knew each other where you actually mentioned it to me the first time and it really shifted something within me and once I had the first opportunity because my, my intention is to go to Thailand yeah. uh, soon and then my, my dream has always been to go to Nepal. So yeah. after Thailand, I want to go to Nepal. We should go together. I, oh, please, please, let's meet there in the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> or and The thing is, it really put me into perspective to being grateful in my life, but mm-hmm. I want to actually go to these places yeah. and see it for myself because it's different hearing about it and actually experiencing it. Yes. And yeah, that's something that you opened my eyes. Like you helped me open my eyes in this perspective, in this aspect of life. So that is also my retirement plan one day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would like to be in Australia, in a beautiful house, in the sunflower fields in Melbourne, but also at the same time in Pokhara next to the Himalayan Valley, uh, a, a little, you know, plot of land just to do my own gardening, eat organic stuff. Yes, that's my dream. Yeah. That's my dream. <laughs> and the weather is so perfect. You don't need air conditioning. You don't need, uh, you know, heaters. It's just like perfect. And a lot of people don't understand that this makes you happy contentment leads to happiness mm, that's powerful yeah, it, yeah. well uh, this is true and right now i'm a dj i've been a dj for the past like so many years and i still want to continue DJing because i feel like my purpose is not yet served mm. and in order to fulfill my purpose i need to continue in this trajectory where i am right now i have to be here but it will happen but when i'm ready to retire you either find me here or there, one of those two places which I said where yeah. I'd be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, in a beautiful, small, cozy home with your own organic garden. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like, do you like tropical weather? Because I, I, I mean, I like to have like a. I like the perfect balance. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I, I, I like the perfect balance. And in Pokhara, it's really nice because you can see the Himalayas. And the temperature is like 20 degrees to 25. Wow, that's yeah. perfect. You like hoodies anyway. I like hoodies. <laughs> and then even in the, uh, like during the um, like daytime at noon, you can just walk out and this beautiful sunshine, but you don't sweat or there's no humidity. It's just like perfect. And the air is so fresh. When you breathe that air, you're like, this is not, not polluted. You get uh, what I mean? Yes. There's zero pollution. And especially when you're in Dubai. So Dubai is very hot during summer, 50 degrees and 100% humidity. Wow, I've never been. Oh my god, that's, But yeah. that sounds like more like uh, hotter than Singapore. And people already can't take Singapore, especially from Germany. You know, that's the thing. When people complain about the heat in Singapore, I'm like, go to Dubai now. <laughs> it's July. Go. July, August. You are literally in... Uh, you're on a sauna 24-7 if you're walking outside. So you can stay inside in your air-conditioned room. You can't park your car outside because it literally heats up to a level that you could fry eggs on the bottom. What? <laughs> I've done it, yeah. You're trying? Yeah, we've no done it, we've way. done it. We've, we've actually fried eggs on our bonnets. No way. <laughs> Can you go back and like film that? and it'll, Oh yeah, yeah. Do a TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, oh wow, there's like purple, uh, purple red sunset. Yes. That's so beautiful. So I've, I've recorded a few <gasps> um, 
He's one of the best of Sorry, I just like <laughs> side note because that's my favorite color and I'm seeing it in the sky right now. And from, from where I live, I can't see the sunset, so this is so it's beautiful. It's a sign, it's a sign. So fulfilling. When I record the sunset from my window and I post it, people think that it's a filter. Uh, yeah, see, Instagram filters messed it up for everyone, didn't okay. it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good, yeah, like seeing it with clear lens as well. Yeah. That's a good point. I should like move away from filters. <laughs> um, okay, I have another question sure. for you. So, if you could write one letter mm-hmm. to humanity, mm-hmm. what would you write in that letter? Oh, what that's, would you like to share? That's really deep. I, I channeled this question, I don't know where it came from, but. I felt like I had to ask you. Well, take your time. Again, it's a deep um, question. I don't. You guys can all think about this too, by the way. <laughs> there's a famous quote: "We are here to help others. What the others are here for, we don't know, and that's all that matters. Because mm. while you live for a certain period of time, which, if you understand the vast universe, if you understand Earth." If you understand our solar system, our sun is a star. We we basically elapsed around it, and then our solar system is a part of this massive galaxy with billions of stars, billions of solar systems, and we call it the Milky Way galaxy. Yeah. And the Milky Way galaxy is just a part of like trillions and trillions of other galaxies, and the closest galaxy to us is Andromeda. And the closest star to us is called Alpha Centauri. Why do you know all this? This is beautiful. I'm trying to explain to you. That you know how long does it take for us to reach Alpha Centauri, the closest star from our sun? In light years, a trillion light years. And a light year is insane amount of years in human years. And that means we are not even close to getting to you know that star. We, we won't do it in this lifetime, in a generation. We will never do it for generations. We won't get to our star, the, the closest star, which is Alpha Centauri. And time works in a very weird way where when we look at Alpha Centauri today, what we see is what happened there billions of years ago. And that is what we need to know as human beings. What we do today will reflect our generations billions of years from now. Wow. Right? If we still exist. If we still exist. It's like looking at that star. So we need to leave a positive footprint. We need to leave humanity at its best so that the younger generation understands and takes it as an example. Because mm. if we don't, it's going to go away. And we are our own demise. That's what we are doing. We are, we are ruining planet Earth. We are messing up the educational system. We are... Um, we're poisoning the you know the youth with the wrong message. Yeah. And that's what I want to tell humanity. Make sure you leave a positive footprint before you. And if you do that, the, the, the generations to follow will understand it better and they'll lead a better example. But if you don't do it now, they won't understand it, right? Yeah. I think that's also one of the big reasons from within that I feel, I mean, it's a little bit personal, but I'll share anyways, Mm -hmm. why I also want to do this podcast. It's because I want to be able to open up doors in anyone's life who's tuning into this to know that there are possibilities in their life to um, take action and be in control of their reality right now. Because personally, when I have children someday, 
I want them to have the best life and I don't want them to suffer because I suffered and didn't deal with it. Or right. more than that, I don't want to live my life unconsciously and then have a child that is then, um, you know, living the... How do I put this? <laughs> How do I put this? You know, I mean, I know I don't, I'm, I know, I know I'm very young, but it's still like, I want my child someday to live their best life. And I don't want them to have to make up for something that I didn't deal with when I had yeah. the, the, the time and the space and the, and the control over. Yeah. And that's why it's also a big reason why I'm even doing this podcast, because we all can take action right now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We can take action. We need to spread love. You know, that word is being so overrated because it's commercialized. Yeah. When they say love, you think about red hearts and, you know, couples holding hands. That's not, that, that's commercialized love. But love is eternal, it's universal, it's unconditional, right? Love for humanity, for the birds, nature, love for the trees, love for, you know, what you eat and, you know, everything is love. And love is love. You can't, you can't, you know, like, uh, uh, divert from it. And that is what we need to teach our children so that they'll understand what love is. One last small, tiny, short question okay. before we wrap it up completely. Um, if there were one advice you'd like to give to everyone who's tuning in right now, what would that advice be? Change. Well, <laughs> it's time. Okay. That's it. <laughs> I love that. And with that, <laughs> thank you, Universers, for tuning in today to this frequency, this vibration, and space of unconditional love. Thank you so much for having me, Naomi. You are my angel. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give you a hug too. I'm so happy you're in my life, and, and I'm, I'm so, so happy grateful. That you like my life, and I'm I'm happy that we found each other yes. in this lifetime. Exactly. And for everyone who is tuning in right now, I'd like to thank you so much for taking this time. And I really look forward to all the future podcasts. If you have any questions you'd like to ask anyone in the future or even DJ Mass, you can reach him on Instagram. I will link him below. And yeah, I'll see you all very soon. Thank you so much. Love you all. <laughs>